Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, money, women, and being a fucking man without making any apologies for it. I'm your host, John Anthony. And I'm Mark Singh. And today we're going to talk about how to command respect without being a jerk. And I think that something has to be kind of said uh, before we even get too deep into this, and and that's what are the different kinds of respect. But first, actually, before I forget, if you guys could like and subscribe to this video, that'd be very helpful. We're trying to grow this channel, so please do that right now. Okay, so different types of respect. So I think a lot of the time people have different interpretations of what respect means. Um, but in addition to that, there's also respect in different areas of your life, right? So for example, getting your girlfriend to respect you or your, you know, your lover to respect you is different than getting, you know, your coworkers or your boss to respect you, right? So there's different ways that this can play out, but I think fundamentally what it comes down to is like literally everything that we talk about, what it comes down to is being a man who's on his purpose, who has a backbone, who other people can look up to, you know? Um, when I was younger, I used to think that money and uh, you know, getting jacked would give me give me respect, right? Um, and I think that's probably something that a lot of guys think when they're younger. But what I found as I get older is it, that might get you people. It might get people to treat you better. But if you want to earn the respect of the people that truly matter, the way you do it is by having integrity. The way you do it is by having a backbone, having a spine, being willing to stand up for what you believe in, and not being a pussy basically when it comes down to it, being someone they can rely on. Absolutely. So first off, I want to say I got a new microphone. So hopefully mm. that volume issue that we were having in all the other podcasts won't happen with this one. But uh, I tested this before we started recording and there was kind of a staticky noise. So I'm hoping that has gone away. I think I fixed it, but just trying to get some things ironed out here for you guys and uh, our apologies if there are any issues. And as John said, we would appreciate it if you liked and subscribed. We don't ask for payment. We don't endlessly uh, try to sell stuff to you guys. We do that a little bit at the end. But really, if you find value in this and you want to help us out, not only like and subscribe, but if you could also tell a friend about it, we really would appreciate it. We're trying to grow a channel, and it's not always easy to grow channels. So um, your help would be greatly appreciated. If we help you, if you could please help us, we would appreciate that. So yeah, I mean, the first thing about respect is simply having confidence. You know, when you walk up to somebody and you want to get respect from them, if you have confidence in yourself, and that includes respecting yourself, then it's that much more likely that they will respect you in turn. But if you do little social things where it's very clear that you don't respect yourself, and you're basically giving them the frame that they're the ones controlling the conversation, you're trying to live up to their expectations of you, you'll basically um, do things against yourself in order to live up to what they expect or in order to earn their favor, then they're not going to respect you for it. So the first thing, first and foremost thing is to simply have a self-respect. I am a champion. I am a cool guy. I am a girl magnet. I'm a guy who deserves respect. And when you have that internal belief, it's reflected in your body language, in your confidence, in your self-esteem, so that when you go up to somebody else, be it a guy or a girl, they're going to respect you automatically because it's very clear in your confidence and body language that you respect yourself. And when you respect yourself, there's certain things that you will and will not accept. Like you will not accept yourself telling yourself that you're an idiot. 
So you're not going to accept other people telling you you're an idiot. You wouldn't accept it from yourself if you failed to meet a requirement that you set up for yourself. For example, being on time. I'm going to be on time to this appointment because it's, it's self-respect. Well, if a girl doesn't show up to a date, for example, then you would say, hey, you know what? I understand that's how you are, but this doesn't really work for me. Please be on time in the future. And then she knows, oh, okay, I can't just screw this guy around the way I've done every other guy. This guy has self-respect. Therefore, I'm going to get, you know, I have to respect him in order to stay in with him. So it all starts within. Everything about seduction, everything about becoming a better man starts in the inside. And then people are going to act accordingly based on what you expect from yourself. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, fundamentally what it comes down to, guys, is it's self-respect, right? Like when if a girl, you know, flakes on you uh, and you keep chasing her, then first off, you shouldn't even chase her to begin with. But if you keep chasing her, that communicates to her that you have a low value on your time and your energy. And so a lot of this is just you don't want to spend time with people that bring you down. You want to spend time with people that bring you up. If people are, you know, bringing you down, you're going to lose self-respect by being around them in the first place. Um, you know, you want to guard your influences, guard the things that are coming into your life. Because, you know, when I, for example, I saw a couple people at the gym today. In case you can't tell, I just got back from the gym because of what I'm wearing, clearly. No, it's because you're looking all swole, man. It's like thank you, bro. Your, your arms <laughs> are the size of your head, bro. Relax a little bit. Jesus Christ. Um, Relax, <laughs> Body of an alpha, guys. Check it out. Down, <laughs> down in the link below. Um, so I saw some guys at the gym today, and they were uh, – one of them said something about like how his friend was a dumbass, and then – called himself a dumbass mm. and and it was kind of jokingly so you know it's like okay it's not a huge deal but that you know looking at them they were really overweight they weren't wearing clothes that were like stylish they were you know it was clear like okay that's the type of person that calls himself a dumbass is someone who doesn't have a lot of self-respect someone who doesn't you know uh like eat well and, and take care of their body and, and dress well. Mm. And, um, of course there's jokes. I mean, you can have self-deprecating humor sometimes. Sometimes if a girl's giving me shit, I'll just, you know, like what you do, you amplify the frame a hundred times to the point where it's a joke, right? Yeah. Um, like if she says, you know, you're a player, aren't you? You say, no, I'm actually a virgin. I've never had sex with in my entire life. Right. Oh, yeah, like yeah. whatever it is, just, you know, self-deprecation is, is okay sometimes, but you want to ask yourself what place it's coming from. And if it's coming from a place of genuine lack of self-respect and insecurity, then that's something to examine. And a lot of time, too, this comes back to looking at your childhood and becoming even aware enough of what it was that caused you to feel this way. Because nine times out of ten, if you have uh, you know, low self-esteem, uh, you, you know, insecurity, and you don't respect yourself, it always traces back to your childhood, to something in your childhood. So that's a major key is, is you know, figure out where it came from and resolve the underlying emotions that are still there and then move on. If you have any negative thoughts about yourself whatsoever, you came and clicked on this video because you thought we were going to give you tips and strategies for other people to respect you. And ultimately, that's what will result. But again, it starts with then. And if you yeah. have negative things about yourself, uh, you need to drop that immediately. Drop it immediately. Anything. I'm talking about anything at all. If you say, I'm an idiot, I'm not good at this, um, you know, I'm, I'm fat, I'm overweight, I'm a dumbass, like those guys that you heard at the gym, you need to really 
monitor those thoughts and replace them with positive thoughts about yourself. And at first, it's going to be very counterintuitive. It's not going to feel legitimate. It's going to feel like you're lying to yourself. But as the old adage goes, you want to fake it until you make it. Because when you do say these things to yourself, you actually start to believe them. It starts reflecting in your body language. And when you go up to somebody and you're like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? It just they can tell immediately that you're a confident guy. I, um, I went to Max Muscle today to get some more creatine after the gym. And I walked in and there was like seven people there. They were doing a meeting. And, and I just walked in and just, and just controlled the crowd and was like, wow, you guys got seven people here to help me, man. What amazing customer <laughs> service. And then they were laughing and joking. It was clear to everybody immediately like, okay, this guy's confident. You know, he's willing to talk to, to seven people at once. He wasn't like, hey, guys, sorry to interrupt you. Um, yeah. Would it be okay if you showed me some creatine? I was just like, hey, what's up, everybody? And, and when you accept yourself, when you're social all the time, then that kind of like cool factor comes out like, oh, he's a cool guy. You know, I'm not saying cool factor as in like, like Joe cool, you know, but, but basically just like, he's a cool guy, you know, he's no threat. He's a champion. Mm -hmm. He might even be somebody I want to be friends with that, that immediately comes across when you have a high self-esteem. So, you know, to command respect from other people without being a jerk, which is the title of this thing is you don't need to be a jerk to get what you want from people. You could actually be super cool and get it that way. As they say, you catch more flies with honey or catch mm. more bees with honey, I think the term is. And a lot of people will try to kind of push push that like confidence onto other people by like over-exaggerated body language or like kind of being a jerk about it, like being insulting or being aggressive. But, but really what works the best is when you're just cool. Like you're just cool as hell. Like, oh, okay, this is, this is cool. And you've got a good vibe about you and you're just like, you're giving value, you're dropping charisma, which as we've said before, charisma is making other people feel better about themselves from having met you. When you do that, you don't need to command respect, as the title says in this podcast, but instead you're just going to get respect because, yeah. because people like you. You make them feel good. Who wouldn't respect somebody who makes you feel good? Everybody's going to respect you if you do that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's something we should touch upon too, is the difference between, I guess, commanding and demanding. Mm, Because when I, when I think of, when I think of commanding, uh, respect, I think it's just in your presence. It's not something that you like demand people to do. Like you're like, respect me, motherfucker. Like you just like, which a lot of people do, which a lot of people do that, you know, they do. And it doesn't work because you actually lose respect for someone when they, they try to force you to respect them, right? Like the people that you respect are the ones that earn it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you're at a a job, for example, like think of who you respect the most. Like usually it's the guy who's like going out of his way to help people. And like, if an employee needs help, like they help them. And like, they're just like, not in like a, you know, a self-deprecating way where they're like, okay, I guess I'll do it because I'm worthless and, and it's my job to do this. But in like, yeah, man, like I'll fucking help you. Like, let's let's do it. Let's get it done. Like, those are the people that that sacrifice themselves for a greater cause and they're willing to to put in work and and that just like they they they're a cut above the other guys. Like, those are the guys that you look up to. You know, is the guys that are a cut above from everyone else. And, and, and then, um, sorry to interrupt you, but if somebody came up to him and said like, hey, John, would you go ahead and um do this project for me. I know it's assigned to me, but just go ahead and take care of it. You're also a man who knows his limits and be like, yeah, yeah, bro. Like, like I'm cool. Why? I'm, I'm cool to help you out. But honestly, this is, this is your job and yeah. no, I'm not okay to do that. Like this is your yeah. responsibility. Hey, listen, if you need some help on it, I'm totally available for you. 
but this is your responsibility. It was signed to you. So you go ahead and take it and I'll help you if you need it. So you have barriers, you have, you have lines that you draw and you're confident enough to say no. Saying no and, and being unapologetic, as is the name of this podcast, is a sign of self-respect because I'm not yeah. apologizing to you. I'm not supplicating to you. I'm, I'm not saying yes to everything you request of me and being a doormat and a pushover. But instead, I have self-respect and I know what my barriers are. I know what my, um, my guidelines are basically. Yeah, and it's, it's a balancing act because on one hand – you know, when guys get really logical, they get confused because they think, oh, like, wait a minute, so you're supposed to be nice to other people, but like also stand up to them like they don't understand. But it's about the place that it's coming from. Like you should have your own standards, your own boundaries. You should know what's acceptable to you. And a really good book on this actually, which I think might be in my my bookshelf behind me, is um the six, what is it? Six uh Pillars of Self-Esteem, I think, Six Foundations of Self-Esteem, something like that, by uh, Nathaniel Brandon. And he lists out these six things that are always uh, present in people that have high self-esteem. And so, you know, there are things like self-acceptance, right? You accept who you are. Uh, like for me, for example, I had the hardest time for a long time, like admitting that I liked video games. Because I always in my head, I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm a fucking weird nerd if I like video games. But like, I mean, not not necessarily like you, you just you have to accept who you are. And if you're cool, then whatever you're into is fine. Right. If you're if you're normal and motivated and you're a, a successful man, it doesn't matter what you're into. I mean, like, I guess there's some things that are really fucking weird. You, like you could be into like, I don't know, beating old ladies or something like beating them up and that's not cool. But, you know, like in general, like whatever hobbies you have, be OK with them. Self-acceptance. Be OK with the fact that, you know. This was this is who you are. Like just accept it. Um, another one is um, not uh, basically telling yourself lies, right? I think he, he used a certain word for it. It was like self, uh, not self acceptance, uh, self uh, self honesty, or the pra the practice of living consciously. I think, which was the idea that you don't lie to yourself. And I know you know everyone's initial thought is like, oh, I never lie to myself. Um, you know, no, no one ever lies to themselves. What are you talking about? Like, but. If you actually take the time to dig a little bit deeper, you'll find that almost everyone lies to themselves about everything, right? So here's here's one example. Whenever someone says, oh, I, I, I'd love to, but I need to do this, that's a fucking lie. Mm. It's, it's a small and subtle, maybe white lie, but it's still a lie because what happens, and I've talked about this before, is you know your language influences your your thoughts and and your beliefs and when you constantly say oh I'd like to go out to my see my friends this weekend but I need to go to work when you constantly say that I need to do this I need to do that you start to actually think that you don't have a choice because your language dictates your beliefs and so just being precise in your language say saying no I'm choosing to go to work I I want to go to work or I don't want to but I if I don't want to get fired, then I, I have to, right? Always be precise in your language and don't lie to yourself, you know? Another one is like, maybe you see a, a pretty girl and you want to approach her. And, you know, guys will come up with some lie. They'll say, oh, she's a slut. Or, you know, oh, oh, it's not worth my time. Or, you know, whatever. But really, it's you're afraid and you're making up a lie to make yourself feel better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's another one is like, you'll hear guys a lot of time, they'll say something like, oh, yeah, like I'm, I've been telling myself I'm going to go to the gym. Like tomorrow is finally the day. And then they just never fucking go, mm -hmm. right? And so every time you tell yourself, yeah, I'm going to do this thing, and then you don't do it, that erodes at your self-esteem. So mm -hmm. being honest with yourself and keeping commitments with yourself builds self-esteem. And that's one of the reasons why I recommend guys always work out, 
right? Because, you know, I've written a few posts on this called, you know, things like how the how working out and going to the gym changed my life. And not only do you get obviously bigger, you get the testosterone boosts, you get all these benefits, girls are more into you, et cetera, et cetera. That's cool. But what you do is you build discipline and you build self-integrity because you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to go to the gym today. And then you go. So check one promise that you kept to yourself. Mm. Self-esteem gets a little bit higher. Mm. I'm going to eat a certain number of calories today so that I can build muscle and, and look good. Okay. Check one more thing that you kept as a promise to yourself. Self-esteem goes up a little bit higher. And it's these little things that you do on a day-by-day -day basis that when you are honest with yourself and you follow through with your commitments, then your self-esteem will grow. And fundamentally, high self-esteem, feeling like you're worth it and you're worthwhile to crush it at life, that's what will cause other people to respect you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jordan Peterson, who I'm sure you're all familiar with, said, sit down and ask yourself, where am I letting myself down, I believe is what he said, or where am I lying to myself? And if you get really honest with yourself and say, okay, where am I kind of, basically his meaning was, where am I self-sabotaging? And when you get really honest with yourself, he said it's scary, the kind of truths yeah. that you get out of that. And even guys like us who are you know, super, super motivated, super disciplined, we want to get after it. I mean, it's our lives to, to get after it. There's always little lies we tell ourselves, I feel like. Even in the gym, you know, when you put down the weights and, and, and you're done with the set, there's still a little bit left in you. And you're, you're kind of lying to yourself and, and you're always having to accept that I just put down the weights when I got to 12 reps. I probably got a, went, could have went to 13 reps, but I probably wanted to save some energy for the next set. But there's constantly times when you're a little bit lying to yourself and the bigger the lies, like John said, the more it affects your self-esteem and the more it's going to get you down. And today I was in the gym and I, I hit it as hard as I could and I was walking out and it's funny because you just brought this up and I wasn't thinking about talking about this and I was like, did I really leave everything on the table? And I said to myself, no. No, I didn't, you know, and, but, and, and that's, that's fine sometimes as long as you admit it and you say, no, I want to uh, okay. save energy for, for, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, that's, something a, that's, else, right? that's a good point because it was kind of messing with me. I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't put it all on the table, but what is putting it all on the table? Am I going to go until like I start peeing blood or like exactly. I start bleeding out of my ears? I mean, it, and, and so I think what you're saying is to be honest with yourself and, and, and say, Hey, I didn't leave it all on the table, but I, I did my best for what I was able to do today and perhaps I made a couple excuses because like for me, I have a really busy day today. I have a lot of things to get off the checklist. I have a couple coaching calls after this. I have this podcast. Um, I got to deal with all this stuff, you know, for the next eight hours. So I was like, well, I need to save a little bit of energy. You know, if I start pissing blood by the end of this, I probably won't be able to do the podcast. So I think being honest with yourself about how you didn't do something to your full capacity and accepting it and saying, you know what, it, it's okay that I did that. And, and it allows you to move on honestly. But when you straight up lie to yourself and say, yes, I put everything on the table or yes, I couldn't have done one more set, then it starts to erode at your self-esteem. So mm. one other thing I wanted to mention, it's a little off topic, but I think it's a super, super important point is um, one of my coaching clients asked me, how do you get disciplined? And I told him, when you have an identity 
that says you're a certain way, you don't have to have discipline because if you don't act that way, you won't feel like yourself. Yeah. So for example, John and I think that we're, we're ripped, right? Like I am ripped. That's what, that's how, that's just how I think of myself. And I know that's how you think of yourself too. I have a belief that says I have a super clean pin diet. That that's who I am. It's my identity. And when it becomes your identity, for example, somebody who runs every morning, how do you run every morning? Well, I'm a runner, right? Yeah. Somebody who writes every day. How do you, how do you write for four hours a day? I'm a writer. When it becomes your identity, then it's so much easier to have the discipline because discipline is acting on your higher motives in lieu of your lesser motives. So for example, discipline to go to the gym, my higher motive is to be ripped. My lower motive is to sit and watch Netflix and chill. So I act on my higher motive, even though it might be a little bit more painful in that moment. Ultimately, it gives more reward because I'm achieving who I am and who I've set myself out to be. And when you're, you're not doing that, you feel you don't feel right. You feel, ah, this isn't me. It feels uncomfortable. Like if I had a fat body right now, it would feel really uncomfortable to the point where I'm so uncomfortable I have to go run just around the block just to start burning some of it off. You know what I mean? Whereas other mm. people, they say to themselves, I am fat. I'm a fat guy. Oh, like look at Bobby over there. He's the fat guy. Yeah, I'm the fat guy. I'm a dumbass. Dumb right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm a dumbass. And, and it gets into your identity of who you are. And then another way to stay motivated is to, to see your why. W-H-Y. I think I've said this before on a previous episode. But when you know why you're doing something, when it's clear as day to you and everything else pales in comparison to that, then you don't have to have discipline to go to the gym. You don't have to have discipline to eat a super clean diet because it's, it's so clear to you why you're doing it that the why of that is stronger than the why of not doing it. So two yeah. things, your identity and then your why. And that goes into self-respect as well because today, for example, both of us went to the gym. It's like no big deal. It's just it's who we are. We go to the gym. When I walk into the gym, I'm supposed to be there. That's where Mark is supposed to be. That's where John is supposed to be. And, and so when we do that, you can kind of give yourself a little pat on the back that says, yeah, man, it's like I, I got done all my checklist. I went to the gym. And then you get self-respect so that when you walk into Max Muscle and there's seven people there staring at you, you can just kind of just be like, what's up, guys, with this, like this, because you have that self-esteem and you don't, you're not having to like be a jerk in order to command that respect because you have it in your presence, in your bearing, in the way you talk, and the mm. way your eyes move, and the way you – the way you interact with people and the energy that you have, it's like I'm never really disrespected. Are you? I, I can't remember the last time I've really been disrespected. I mean sometimes girls yeah. will do what we call shit tests but those are very uh, deliberate ways to test your value and girls will just do that because that's how girls are and I personally like it a lot when they do that to me. Um, but as far as like a dude being like, you're a little punk or like you're a little bitch, like hardly yeah. ever happens. Because A, I'm not getting in confrontations. I'm a cool guy. Yeah. And, and secondly, I have self-respect and I hold myself in a certain way where – and I'm going to get into this in a second. Um, I also feel like I can defend myself and I want to talk about that a little bit. But I don't feel like I get bitched a lot, like bitch slapped. And if, and if you do, even if like someone is kind of disrespectful, it doesn't bother you because you don't have – like you're like, yeah. okay, like, like 
it just doesn't phase you. It's You're them. like, okay, like who's this weirdo that's like being mm-hmm. all confrontational? Like I thought we were just being cool here. Like what's what's the big deal? You know. A couple of things on that point. Sorry to interrupt. I'll let you continue. But if somebody insults you or disrespects you, first of all, take it as a compliment because they're probably jealous of you, and that's why they're doing it. Yeah. And secondly, think of it as their issue. Like if someone gets pissed off at me, I always put it back on them. It's in my mind. It's always their issue. Like oh, he's having a bad day. Or, oh, you know, his girlfriend probably like got in a fight with him today or whatever it may be. It's never me. Like even if I cut somebody off in traffic, it's like, relax, bro. Like I don't go out of my way to cut people off in traffic. But if I make a mistake, I'll admit it and be like, hey, sorry, bro. And if you're still like pissed off honking at me, I'll just be like, man, somebody's having a bad day. You know, yeah. haven't gotten laid much. Someone, someone's wife is fat and fucking and yeah. nagging him all the time. Like some, something's going on underneath the surface there. Yeah. And it's it's funny actually you say that because I um I've been like now that I've been kind of getting bigger and like my website's growing and my presence is growing online, I've been getting a few haters. Like there's this one feminist that won't stop commenting on one of my fucking really on my posts. Yeah, I want to see that. Man. Uh, and she she identified. She was like the way she introduced herself was like as a uh like uh, an overweight. Uh, mm. sub like femdom or something. I was like, like it's oh, just narcissism. Lord. Like it's pure narcissism that you think like that I care about that and that's going to influence my response to you. Mm-hmm. But it's like funny to me. It's not like I'm offended or I'm like, oh, like my, my precious little like self-esteem and ego is like, oh, like it's at risk now. It's like, I just find it funny. So I'll just be like, go back to Tumblr. I'll just like fucking troll her. Or like I got a, uh, I got some hater that like fucking uh, reported one of my Snapchat stories and got it deleted. So I posted a snap and it was of my earnings for that day of things I got paid from affiliates and PayPal and shit. And I was like at my haters, like sitting in bed while I make money. (laughs) And it's like, it doesn't bother you anymore. It's not like, like before something like that, if it happened, I would be like, oh fuck, like somebody doesn't like me. Like what's, why? But now it's just like, it's just some fucking chode. Like who, who cares, you know? And when you take the time to like develop that self-esteem by keeping it, your word with yourself by living honestly, mm. by not lying to yourself, by, you know, like people will say, I have this one friend that always says like, yeah, I'm going to start a business, but then he never does. And so every time you say that, but don't do it, you're, mm. you don't realize it, you're slowly eroding your self-esteem. Yeah. Right. So just when you have like self-esteem, it's like, and people try to attack you or like, uh, put you down. It, it doesn't, it, it doesn't bother you because yeah. you're like way up here and they're way down here. Like throwing rocks at you that don't even hit you. They just go up and like fall back down and, and it just doesn't even phase you, you know? So when yeah, I mean, people can't disrespect you on, on that point. People can't disrespect you unless you let them, if that makes sense. When they're trying to bring you down, it's probably because you're doing something right. When they're mm-hmm. trying to bring you down, it's probably because you're doing something right. I mean, does anybody try to bring a bum down? Only a real, real piece of crap <laughs> yeah. would be like, like, yeah. dude, you piece of shit, get a job. Like, it's only yeah. really, like, people who are really terrible feeling about their lives that would ever do that to a homeless person. Um, I give money to homeless people. Now, my friends always say Same. to me, they always say to me, man, what are you doing? They're going to go spend that on drugs and alcohol. But it doesn't matter. It's the act of one human trying to help out another human. And it's an act of kindness. And selfishly, it makes me feel great. You know, I always pull over. And the other day, it was funny. I pulled over and I said, hey, brother, here's, here's five bucks. Can you give me a piece of wisdom? Give me a piece of wisdom. Because these guys are living on the streets, right? Like they yeah. got some they yeah. got some wisdom going on. They're survivors. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. And I'm like, well, how you living, man? And he's like, I'm doing good, you know, anywhere I am, that's my home. And I was like, 
that's the wisdom right there that yeah, I was asking right for. You just gave it to me. I'm like, have a good day. You could tell he just lit up because he's like, whoa, I just, I just kicked some wisdom. Wherever I'm yeah. at is my home. And so it's that exchange between humans. And you're, you're wondering how to command respect. You don't need to go in and demand respect, especially if you're a leader. If you have people under you, like John said, be cool, help them out. But know what your guidelines are and know what you yeah. will and will not accept. And if they do something that's out of line, you tell them, hey, that's not cool. But if you go and you help um, a subordinate and do something that you don't have to do, for example, take out the trash when it's not your duty or mm-hmm. help them clean up or take the lead from the front and do the grunt work with them, they're going to really respect you as opposed to just like barking orders like, hey, you do this. Hey, you do that. Why aren't they respecting me? Why are they giggling behind my back? You always get more respect when you show that you're willing to do more work than they are and you're willing to lead from the front. Lead from the front, not from the back. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean lead uh, by example. You know, that's that's the only true way to, to gain respect is like – you know, that was one problem I had uh, before I dropped out and, and you know started making my own money on my own terms. I had all these bosses that I just felt like I couldn't – I didn't respect them because like they, they would just tell me to do stuff. And then I was like, okay, but like, you know what I would think like, for example, there was this one restaurant I worked at and it was a Mexican restaurant called uh, on the border. And there was this one room where all the servers would go to, and it was a critical room because we'd have to stop there to get chips, drinks, uh, plates, like everything was in this room. And the fucking towel dispenser that you use to wipe things down to wash your hands so they're not slippery when you carry fucking people's meals out, the towel dispenser was broken for six fucking months. And and I was just – in my head, I was like, why is no one like fixing this? Like these people aren't worthy of respect if they can't like just get the basic shit right. Like we need this even selfishly. Like for if, if all they care about is the, is the customers and the bottom line, if this isn't fixed – People are going to have slippery hands from handling food all day, not being able to wash their hands and dry them off, and they're going to drop shit. But like, like you can't, you can't clean shit off if you spill something. Like, it's just retarded. Like, we need, you need this fucking thing working. Yeah. And and after example after example of this kept popping up in my head. It was I was like having go going from job to job, and I was like, how am I supposed to respect these people if they don't even understand like the basic things, and they're not competent enough to to get them in place, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, eventually I, that made me start my own business and I was just like, this is stupid, fuck this. So I started my own business. But what it comes down to is like, you know, get get the, sh- the basic shit right. Don't like lead by example, you know? Yeah. Like if I was in that restaurant, the first thing I would do if I was a boss is I would ask every employee, okay, hey, I just got here. What what do you think I can do to make this place better? Like, mm-hmm. like listen to them, like mm-hmm. lead by example, yeah. let them know that they matter. Like when I when I get emails from people, I get a lot of fucking emails, but I try to respond to all of them and I, I actually try to, you know, answer their questions and like say, okay, like this is your situation. Like this is what you have to do. Like you, I got one email that I'm going to make a video for at some point of this kid that's, uh, he's in high school and he like doesn't know which way to go and like what to do and different stuff. And I'm, you know, I, I'm going to make an email like, or uh, either email him or make a video responding to it. And like, that's just how you, you gain people's respect is by like genuinely helping them. Mm-hmm. And of course, if they're fucking up, like sometimes I'll get emails I get an email sometimes and it's like the typical like – it's like I'm trying to do no fap, but uh, I, can't, I can't make it past like two days. And I'll just tell them like, dude, like, like what the fuck are you talking about? Like grow a pair and just 
fucking built some discipline. Like, how, how do you expect to accomplish your dreams if you can't not jerk off for two days? Like, grow a pair, you fucking pussy. But, you know, so sometimes you have to, like, slap people down and, like, tell them to grow up. But other times, like, you, you show them the way. So it's a balancing act. And, you know, it's, it's hard to learn and you're going to make mistakes. But ultimately, if you just kind of stay true to that path, like, you'll, you'll get there. You know, it's kind of a tangent, kind of a random side note. But, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. So let's talk a little bit about women. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners are interested in, in how to get respect from women. So oftentimes guys will go into a set, and I'm just kind of winging it here, but oftentimes guys will go into a set and it's like the most important thing to them that the set sticks, that everything works out and they get their phone number. I will oftentimes, if a girl says something online, I'll walk away. Guys never think that girls can do anything wrong. Guys always think that they're the ones who do things wrong. And that's no. how you lose a woman's respect. That's how you lose a woman's respect is that you're putting her above you. You're thinking no matter what she says, it's right. And it's like they almost think that these women are working off a script that's been written by 10 other women and everything they say is perfect and not, they can make no no mistakes whatsoever. Mm. If she says something out of line, well, that's a shit test and I have to pass it. Oftentimes, yeah. I'll just look at them. She's just she's just a bitch sometimes. Sometimes, you know, she's out of line. I've had girls yeah. say things to me that are out of line and I just walk away. Or if they're being boring, I'll just walk away. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll straight up tell them. I'll be like, look, I know you're joking, but that doesn't fly with me. So yeah. please don't say that again. And, and they'll yeah. oftentimes back down. Like when you show them, again, that you have, you know, you have limits to what you will and will not accept when it comes to women – they will respect you so much for that. And that's why we say you sometimes want to be disagreeable. You don't yeah. always want to agree with what she says and try to build commonalities. You want to say, hey, I don't agree with that. Now, we oftentimes, we oftentimes suggest not to talk about politics and religion and stuff like that because that's a very uh, confrontational type subject. But if she says, you know, uh, The Office was not a funny show and you'd be like, man, that was one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. You are absolutely wrong. You can disagree with women. And yeah. they'll show like, oh, this guy is to be respected. But oftentimes I'll be talking to a girl and if she says something lame, boring, political, um, out of line in my opinion, I'll just walk away. And yeah. she'll be like, ah. And then oftentimes she'll like try to get me back. She, like I, the other night I walked away from a girl. She was just being like way, way out of line in my opinion. So I just walked away and she was like this. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like yeah, I'm not coming over to you. <laughs> Yeah. Like screw you, and she—you could just tell she was like, ah, oh, you know, like I lost him. This is finally yeah. a guy that respects himself. And um, real quick, I have to say this that I just remembered it. At the end of the night, they were kicking everybody out of the bar, and this guy, he like he was a little bit of an obese guy. He had like his shirt tucked into khakis, and he was he was really like just a really, for lack of a better word, sweet guy. And he goes up to this girl who was standing on the stage, and she was she was talking to me. And I, I wasn't interested. So, and he's like, "Hey, um, my friend, he's really shy. He, he's he's really really shy. But he thinks you are just so beautiful. Would you be willing to meet him?" And and I, I was just in awe. I was standing there in awe, and I wasn't judging. I was like, "Man, this guy is so genuine. This guy is so sweet. Yeah. I, I really wonder what's going to happen here. I don't think she's going to be able to get attracted because it's coming from she's up here, he's yeah. down here." And while he had a very sweet approach and he was very genuine, I was like, no, she's not going to be interested. But damn, he, he really came. It, it's like I, I sometimes say that guy's game is like stuck in like 1871. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Madam, would you be so kind as to meet my friend over here? He's a little bit yeah. shy, but I assure you, the date will be magnificent. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and she rolled her eyes a little bit. And I was like, I kind of looked at her and I was like, just go meet him. And she's like, okay. So she went and met, met the guy. And, you know, he was very supplicatory and like, hey, um, I just think you're so beautiful. Like, what's your name and stuff like yeah. that? And she's like, oh, I have a boyfriend. I heard I heard what she said. Whereas like 10 minutes before, yeah. she, she was like on like trying to get me. And I was like, no, I'm not interested. Um, and, and so they failed. But really what he was doing is, is just giving away all his self-respect. Now, yeah. it kind of messed me up a little bit because it was a very genuine, sweet approach, which I think does yeah. have its place sometimes. I still have to kind of think about that. But he was just giving away his self-respect like, will you please do this? Will you please meet my friend? Will you please, you know, and then give like um, expanding that and relating it to other women. Will you please give me your phone number? Will you please come out with me? Will you please accept me? Just tell me what to say. Just tell me yeah. what to say. You're just giving her your self-respect. and. And yeah. when you have those boundaries, you command that respect and she's going to feel it immediately. Like sometimes I'll yeah. just give them a look like, what? If they, something, if they say something lame, let them know. Just be like, what? Yeah. Like, and what? and there's, also, there's also the issue of like, I mean, so what, what do you, let me ask you a question, Mark. What do you think of this? So what's, how do you, how do you view the level of, uh, on one hand, you shouldn't be too emotionally invested to have a bad reaction. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, if they do do something rude. So like, for example, this mm -hmm. is something that I've been toying around with lately is if a girl flakes on me, I try not to get mad. I, I, you know, do get a little upset sometimes depending on the girl in the situation. But what I'll do is I just, I'm like, okay, all emotional investment that I had in this girl, cut it off. If yeah. she chases, that's fine. But that's 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 my approach to it, right? Yeah. And there's a place for I guess like putting them in their place and being like, hey, this is cool, but I don't accept it, type yeah. of thing. Yeah. How how do you personally distinguish between the two and which one you should do? So when you say emotional investment, can you define that a little bit better for me? Um, like looking forward to it, uh, mm -hmm. like being being like 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 you really want it to happen. You're like looking forward to it, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to just like if it happens, that's cool. If it doesn't, then that's cool too. I always go into, especially initially, I always go into it with complete no emotional attachment whatsoever. I will let go of this girl at the flick of a switch. Now, it yeah. kind of takes some, some inner tweaking to yourself. But when it's like I have so many other options, another one is going to come around the corner. If I miss this bus, I'll just take the next one. When you have that lack of attachment to your emotions, mm. then that communicates and, and you won't accept it. Now – that being said, if you are in a conversation with a girl and she says something that kind of gets at you and you show it emotionally, and I'm not talking to you, I know you know this, um, but if you're like, and you're like, and you you get back with her with anger, that is yeah. absolutely 100% the wrong thing to do. When you show a girl that that won't be accepted, it's detached, but it's basically like, yeah, I'm done, I'm done with you because I don't accept that. I'm not getting emotional about it. You don't ever want to have negative emotions going into an yeah. interaction with women. It's almost like I'm a dog and my attention span is so so short. If she says it's something not even worth it. If she says something stupid, I'm like and then I just yeah. walk away. Like you yeah, lost same. my attention. Right? <laughs> so yeah. so as far as I know you're like actively dating a lot of beautiful women right now and like if come, yeah. one comes along that's especially hot and she just is exactly your type. You kind of yeah. do inevitably get a little bit emotionally invested, but you know, as the classic adage goes, 
uh, date three other girls as quick as possible so that you can let yeah. go of that emotion. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, I just wrote a post uh, on one-itis and it was uh, go fuck 10 other girls. It's mm -hmm. like the only the, the real solution to one-itis. It, it is the only solution. Um, I would agree with everything you said. And one thing too as a side note is uh, if you guys are having trouble uh, getting to that place where you feel like you're, it's okay if the girls don't like you and if, if that set doesn't stick, you can do an exercise called uh, sacrificing the lamb. Which is where for the first time, you know, for the first uh, set that you approach when you go out, purposefully make it go as bad as you possibly can so that you just get it out of the way and you're like, okay, I'm still alive. That sucked, but I'm still here. And then that kind of helps you detach from, uh, you know, from, from getting a bad outcome, right? So I'm sure, dude, like we've had so many, you know, a lot of good interactions, but some bad ones too. And after the first like <laughs> yeah. one or two happen, yeah. you're like, yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah. After the first like one or two happen, uh, you just kind of stop like caring as much, you know? And, uh, I used to fuck me up. Cause like I would, I would get girls that would be like really fucking rude to me sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I had one girl, um, I was talking to her friends and she literally came up to me and she, she looked at me and she said, I hate you. Like I could feel like the anger yeah. in her voice. And I walked away because I was like, okay, this girl's weird. And she followed me to, to the bar. There's there a glass door separating a back section and the, and the bar. She knocked on the door and I, I was like, what? Like to get my attention. And she like, she mouthed like, I hate you. And I was just like, okay, this girl has some fucking issues. And that yeah. used to mess me up. But you know, as you just keep going through this process, guys, like you understand, like it's really them. It's not you, mm -hmm. you know, it's them. and if someone's not respecting you, if someone's disrespecting you, uh, it's not you, it's them. Like there's something wrong with them and you need to get out of that environment too, if you possibly can, so that you're not constantly exposed to people that are disrespecting you, mm -hmm. you know, but what it really comes down to is, um, yeah, it's just self-esteem. It's having standards, like not, when people, uh, you know, fuck with you and they dis disrespect you and, and uh, mess with your standards, you know, try not to get mad. Anger has its place. Righteous anger has its place. But try not to get mad, but just, you know, calmly and collectively deal with the situation, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, for example, you know, like like Mark said, I date a lot of girls right now. I'm, I'm not in a relationship. I'm dating a lot of different girls. And if one of them disrespects me or flakes me, um, I immediately just, like, like I, I just, any, any proactivity I had towards trying to set up a date with her, it goes to zero and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done engaging with this girl. If she wants to fight hard to get back into my life, then that's good. But I'm not going to sacrifice my self-respect chasing her because the more that you chase a girl, the less you res you respect yourself. And it can be hard because when you chase a girl, you get invested and the more you get invested, the less you want to stop doing it. So it can be a vicious cycle sometimes, yeah. but recognize the signs, recognize, okay, I've been chasing this girl. She's not reciprocating, recognize it and cut it off. Yeah. And then usually she'll actually come back cause she'll sense that you like moved on. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny cause right now you're, the video's glitching a little bit and I'm kind of freaking out because you're just glitching slightly. I'm hoping it doesn't represent the video. So I'm emotionally attached to this podcast going well, right? And that's yeah. kind of getting to me a little bit. And then yeah. we have 21 minutes left until I have a client and I always like to kind of meditate a little bit before I take a client. And then that's kind of getting in my mind. So the practice of letting go and, and yeah. thinking what will be will be has served me well in this particular podcast because I wouldn't be able to concentrate on what I'm saying at this exact moment if I was so focused on the fact that the video is glitching a little bit 
and I have a very important client coming up. So um, learning how to do this to let go of outcome and to say what will be will be will not only make you better and all, oh, and then, wow, I just got a massive cramp in my uh, calf muscle. So it, all these things are coming at me, all these challenges. But um, when you let that all go, it's going to make you so much more effective. It's going to get you respect from people and uh, it's going to make you more effective with women. So that being said, let's go into self-defense. We're 43 minutes in, so I wanted mm. to touch briefly on that. Um, one good thing is if you can defend yourself, you don't need to be confrontational with people to get respect because it's reflected. Uh, guys who know how to defend themselves, like if you take martial arts, um, I'm taking jujitsu right now. Did you did you do jujitsu did you do jujitsu for a while? Did you jujitsu? Yeah, I did it for uh, two years, two and a half years, two and a oh, half really? years probably. What in Muay Thai? Yeah. Oh, you did Muay Thai. Uh, well, I so it's a long story. I didn't I didn't get to uh, blue belt, but I I was going to, but then I had to go to college, and they didn't have a good place in my college town, so I ended up stopping. But yeah, yeah, I got it, pretty deep into it. Yeah, even if you're a high white belt, you could still smoke ninety nine percent of the population. Well, yeah, I would I would beat blue belts from other schools because our school was Helson and Gracie. And so in Helsing Gracie, it takes like three years to get a blue belt. Yeah. And now they're like three, four years to get a purple. Like it's like intense. It's Helsing Gracie because I'm in the Hoist Gracie. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's Gracie, it's, it's fucking yeah. good. But like guys would come in from like, you know, basic like CrossFit fucking gyms. And I would like smoke their blue belts yeah. and, and they'd been, they'd be, you know, they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, and I'm like, yeah, dude, like it's cause you train at like a CrossFit fucking jujitsu gym. Like, you know, yeah. but yeah, so self-defense, it's very important. Well, and the thing is I learned, I just started, um, I'm probably three months in. So I'm still in the phase where I'm just getting pummeled every yeah. single time. And you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of interesting things happen, man. Like, first of all, I never had a dude laying on top of me with all his weight. And it, it's interesting cause I'm used to like girls laying on top of me but when yeah. it's a dude it's weird oh, yeah. man and then he's like his sweats on your face and like yeah. i've had sweat drip in my mouth and into my eye and like and, and you have then, to let go of like not being able to do anything especially if he knows how to put his weight down he can choke you just by like yeah putting his weight on your chest in the right way yeah getting like, choked with your I can't own do anything gi. like he choked yeah. me with my own gear and i was like yeah, oh yeah. my god so um you, it's a really you can do that with a, a jacket by the way if you grab it like that that's yeah. a good move you grab it you grab it like that and then you pull it and yeah. put it inwards like that. You can show people at the club if they like give you shit and they have a leather jacket. That's like yeah. a big weakness. If you're on top of them, just reach in behind and grab their collar, collar yeah. here, and then and you actually lean down like this and you, yeah. can, you can choke them out. So yeah. uh, that's one really good thing. But it's interesting because when you take martial arts, I took two years of boxing when I lived in Japan and then now I'm taking jujitsu in America, which is funny because it started as a uh, Japanese martial art. Yeah. Yeah. But when when you learn how to defend yourself, and then also, especially in jiu-jitsu, because you can go 100% in jiu-jitsu, unlike karate and boxing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can spar and stuff, but you can only do that a couple times a month because you get messed up. But in, in, in BJJ, you can roll, like, literally every day. And to feel somebody tweaking on your neck to get your arm, to get you in, like, a, like a kimura or, or to get your leg or whatever, it's a really, it's a really weird feeling and I realized I thought I was a badass. Like every time I went to the bar, I was like, oh, I, I boxed for two years, man. Like nobody can take me. Now that I've seen how much I get smoked in jujitsu, like literally in 10 seconds, they can choke me out. I realized that I'm not shit. But at the same time, I know once I get to their level, I'm going to get like supreme confidence that I can take, mm. take out 99% of people if I had to. 
And I noticed the guys in jujitsu, they're so humble. They're so yeah. freaking humble. The better the guy yeah. is, the more he's just like this humble dude because he knows, first of all, um, what it took to get him there was tons of failure, failure after yeah. failure after failure. And they say a black belt is just a white belt who didn't quit. And, yeah. and secondly, he knows he can just smoke anybody, so he has nothing to prove. He doesn't have to force himself onto people because he knows yeah. deep inside of who he is that he can smoke you. And mm. there's, it's such a weird humility that comes with jujitsu. I highly suggest it. As I said, I'm, I'm pretty much brand new to it. But so far, even though I've just been getting my ass handed to me on a daily basis, I already see the benefits of it because I'm humbling up. I realized I was in a dreamland thinking that I could kick people's asses with just boxing because 95% of fights go to the ground. And, you know, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing on the ground. But I think once – they say like once you've been doing it for six months or a couple of years as you've done it, you, you, you're pretty good in any fight, mm -hmm. you know, unless it's against another jiu-jitsu guy. But uh, it's definitely a superpower as they say. And, man, just this 55-year-old guy was just fucking – putting the screws on me man he just completely decimated me like 30 times he choked me out and i was yeah. like wow i have to stick with this i have to learn this so yeah um I yeah think i remember i remember um when i used to take jujitsu pretty regularly i'd see a lot of people come and go and it was always like the really cocky people that had something to prove that they would they'd be gone within like two months like max you know yeah. and uh, like it was because you know their their ego can't handle it because yeah. when you get your ass kicked you have one of two options. You can either reject it and block it out and just like go about your fantasy world and stop yeah. taking jujitsu, yeah. which is the guys that left, or you can fucking accept it and be like, oh, maybe there's something I should learn here. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not the shit like I thought I was. And then you go through the process of learning and it humbles you and it's good for you. Um, but dude, you know, it was like the same, sorry to interrupt, but it was the yeah. same process with learning how to get girls. I mean, in the first the same, like, yeah. year or two years, exactly you just get rejected all the time, all the time. Then you get a couple wins, kind of figure yeah. some things out, you make some tweaks. And, you know, also as entrepreneurs, I mean, both you and I are entrepreneurs, there's a lot of failure, man. Nine out of 10 are going to mm -hmm. fail. One out of 10 will succeed. So when you're used to failure in that way, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much. Like, I'll go to jujitsu and get choked out. To me, it's like, this is the road to get there. It's making other people quit. And I want to do what that guy did. I want to do to somebody mm. else what this guy's doing to me. So I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's two delusions that every guy has, right? They think that they can win any fight and they yeah. think that they can get any girl, right? And so game and jujitsu like completely yeah. demolish those fucking delusions, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah, it was just funny because like we'd always get these guys that would come in. I remember this one guy, uh, Zach, and he had something to prove, man. This guy was like six foot three probably. He's really jacked, like this huge jacked guy. And I was like in high school at the time uh, and I was probably like five, six, like 130 pounds. Like I was like so skinny, tiny fucking kid. And I kicked his ass at jujitsu. But I remember the, uh, the first time we rolled, he, I, was gonna, I was being nice to him because it was his first class, right? And I knew like I could kick his ass easily. But he, so I was nice to him. I let him, I let him get on, on top of me, right, where he's sitting on my chest, uh, which is like obviously a vulnerable position, but I knew I could defend myself. And the first thing he did was he, he reared up and he looked at me like that, like he was about to punch me and he was like, like he was like he was doing something nice by like not punching me. And I was like, and then I, I was like, what? And then I just like, like fucking flipped him over and like probably like choked him out. I can't remember, but like, yeah. it's just like weird, like guys that can't like, they they go with something to prove and they they yeah. get they get knocked the fuck down so fast because like 
the fa- I mean, like the fact that a five foot six, 130 pound high school sophomore could kick this guy's ass. He, he just couldn't deal with it. And he disappeared after probably like, like a couple months of training, you know? And so you, you see it and it's pretty funny when it happens, but you know, it's always, it's funny cause it's always rolling with the, the white belts. That's the most dangerous yeah, or the, not even out. Exactly. Yeah. But the black belts, they're, they're confident. They know what to do. They know, they know how not to hurt you. They can hurt you if they want, but they know not, how to not hurt you. Yeah. But the white, the guys like Zach that come in trying to prove something, they spaz the fuck out. And yeah. like, I remember another, was this one, uh, this Asian dude that like would not tap out. And I was like, there was, I, I was like, dude, I'm I, like, I will break your arm. Like, please tap out. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna. Like, and he just wouldn't do it. And so I'd like stop. And there was no way to to fucking get him to tap out aside from like putting him in a chokehold and making him pass out. Yeah. But it's stupid because it's like, dude, like I'm not gonna go any farther. But if I did, I could break your fucking arm. Yeah. And it's just like, guys, they just they're, they're gonna get hurt, you know. So it's it's the ego. I could, I love talking about jujitsu. So do I, man. It just it it mesmerizes me because it's like all these karate and kung fu and aikido. I mean, they have their place. It's it's important to know how to strike, but like. In the 80s and 90s, they had this delusion that like, oh, my martial art is the best. Oh, mine's the best. And then the Gracies uh, came out of Brazil. UFC, the the first one was with this tiny little jiu-jitsu guy, uh, Hoist Gracie, and he just smoked everybody. And they realized that that you can be a small guy and, 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 and basically beat people with your leverage and your abilities and your training. And and it was like all these karate guys were like, oh my god, I wasted 25 years of my life. I mean, you've heard Joe Rogan talk about it. He did Taekwondo. Yeah. He's like, when he first got choked out in jujitsu, he's like, I just wasted 25 <laughs> years of my life learning this thing. So if you yeah. guys want to take a martial art, and um, I think once you learn how to fight, I mean, you just command respect. There's a lot of bouncers at the bar that I know, and they all are MMA guys. And it's like they're they're so chill, you know what I mean? And you you can. It's see never that. the asshole bouncers that are like trying to fucking fuck you up and prove something. Yeah. It's always the the nice bouncers that are yeah. the ones that take jujitsu. Yeah. So it's kind of I'm excited because obviously I like self development just like you guys do. You wouldn't be listening 53 minutes in unless you did. But I highly suggest it. You know, I'm not far enough yet to to suggest it as highly as I suggest it. Uh, learning pickup and stuff like that. But so far. Man, I'm extremely satisfied, and I like—I almost like failing because, again, to me, it's—I'm way down here, and I know how high I'm gonna go, and it mm. could take me 15, 20 years before I get a black belt, but uh, hopefully, I stick with it. Yeah, it's—it's it's definitely something to do, man. I would love to do it I, once I move out to uh, Las Vegas and get a house there. I'm gonna gonna join Tenth uh, Planet Jiu Jitsu, which is yeah. like another one that's really good. Eddie Bravo. But here, yeah. So when back. Uh, where I used to live, there was a really good place where I took Helsin Gracie Jiu Jitsu, but here there's nothing. So I just like work out a lot now. Um, oh. But yeah, we're we're how how deep are we in? Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, I got to wrap it up. I got a coaching yeah. call coming up. So uh, speaking of my coaching, uh, go to marksingcoaching.com and you can get one-on-one coaching with me and uh, blow through sticking points and really really speed your progress towards whatever you're going for. Um, attracting women, you know, being a successful entrepreneur. Can't really help you with jujitsu just yet, but hopefully in about 10 years I can offer that service as well. So, yeah, a lot of my, I've gotten a lot of clients off of this podcast. Uh, it seems like a lot of champions will listen to it and want to invest in themselves. And I'm telling you, investing in yourself is the smartest place you can invest. Uh, my guys are having absolutely amazing progress with that. So, that's the only plug I'll do for my products. Again, it is Mark Singh, M A R K S I N G, coaching. Dot com. If you have any questions, my email address is on there. And if 
you just want to ask me a question, you want to get my advice on something, feel free to hit me up, man. I'm always reachable. I want to give value. All right. And in addition to this, there's going to be links for everything down below, guys. So you can check those out. Um, my best-selling and first ever written ebook is Seven Strategies to Develop Your Masculinity. You probably know about it by now if you're listening to the podcast. So you can just go to get7strategies.com and you can check it out there. You can also go to gettheperfectbody.com if you want to get body of an alpha to build the lean, shredded physique that women go crazy for. You can also go to uh, getbitcoinmillionaire.com to learn how I make money trading cryptocurrencies every month. And you can go to uh, alphaevo.com to get our uh, 20 plus hour pickup, seduction, dating, alpha male DVD set. So check it all out. There's going to be links down below. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon.